0: happy Easter to everybody it's lovely to see you and happy Easter to everybody at home as well I hope you have a fantastic day today and of course there's a good chance that we will not only is it a wonderful day to celebrate where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus but the weather's great too so uh, we've got a double bonus well we're continuing in our Easter series this morning And I'd like to read the passage of Scripture that was just acted out so superbly well, where Jesus is risen from the dead and takes some encouragement from this and some faith-building power from it for our lives this morning. So, here we go. Matthew 28. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled the stone and sat on it. I love that little phrase, he sat on it, as if job done, it's finished, I've done what I've been sent to do. He sat on the grave stone. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples, He is risen from the dead, and he's going ahead into Galilee... There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers, go to Galilee. There they will see me. Now today we celebrate Resurrection Day, the day where Jesus was risen from the dead, three days after he was crucified. And it is a most significant event in the history of the world that ever has or ever will be. Now at special events, for example like New Year, New Year's Eve, we celebrate the ushering in of a new year with optimism and hope for all that that new year is going to bring. And uh, right around the world, cities do it with a bang. They really let it rip, don't they? And here we've got a picture of the London fireworks. Some of you might have seen on TV or even in real life, uh, the Sydney fireworks. But it is an amazing display of exuberance and power and vigor to bring in this new year. But when Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, something extraordinary happened that was a demonstration of power beyond anything that we could imagine, not to usher in a new year that will last from one year to another, but will usher in a change for all humanity that will last forever. And it was an occasion of, de- of absolute power where Jesus, who was a man butchered, crucified, put to death on a cross, stone-cold dead, buried, sealed in a tomb. A whole, a whole stone was put in that tomb that would have taken about 20, 30 people to actually move. These things were enormous. A Roman guard was put around it, which could have been anything up to 15, 20 people. A Roman guard around it. And then on the third day, the stone was removed, the seal was broken, the, the guards were terrified, flat out, stone cold, almost like dead on their faces with fear. An earthquake had erupted, and the body was risen and missing and gone. And everything about this about, about, uh, event... Was surrounded and accompanied with great signs of power. Now, last week we learned that Jesus, when Matthew taught why Jesus was crucified, why he died, he died as a substitute. Remember that word, a substitute. For the wrong things that we've done. He was your substitute. He was my substitute. He was the substitute of every person who ever have lived. Ever will live. Who's alive now. So that as we believe and trust that he was crucified for our wrongdoings in our place. And turn our lives over to him. We can receive forgiveness. For he carried the can for me. So I don't have to. He experienced death. So I can experience God's eternal life and he died that I could be united with God not separated because of the mess ups but reunited and united with him forever in relationship with God my father through Jesus he died in weakness this amazing man volunteered to die in weakness the blood drained from his body the breath left his lungs he said on the cross, I thirst. Do you know what it is when you're weak and you're tired? You can tell if somebody's tired. You know, you become thirsty and weak. He says, I thirst. And then shortly after that, he gave up his spirit. He died in weakness. But he was risen in power. And we see the contrast. He died and identified And associated himself with our wrongdoing, our weakness, our fragility, our pain, our suffering, our challenges in life. And he took it to the cross. But he also was risen in power so that we can live a brand new life. So that we can know in our lives... The power of God working in us to change us and transform us. He died to forgive us, but he was risen to change us. And we all need changing. We all need forgiving. But we all know we need changing. We want to be the people that we know we long to be. We want to be the people that God created us to be. We let ourselves down, let alone ever the people down. And we need changing. Jesus died in weakness was risen in power so that we could have change in our lives and the apostle Paul says this I pray and this is he's praying this for you and I write down the generations for the churches at the time but this prayer thunders down history and it's for you I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know now that's not just a mental knowledge oh I've learned something in my head no it's a it's a knowing in your experience, that you may know it in your head, but experience in your life. Well, what is it that God, through Paul, is, is, is wanting to do through us here? What is it? It's this, that you may know the incomparable great power. Wow. What's that? That's the power of God. The incomparable great power for us, for us. It's for you sitting in your living room or wherever you're watching online. It's for you now sitting in these chairs. There is an incomparable great power for you. And what is this incomparable great power? It's that power. It is the same. That power is the same as the mighty power and strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. God exerted himself. Have you ever exerted yourself? I exerted myself this morning. This morning I got up and I went to the garage and I did a hit workout. I exerted myself halfway through. I'm saying, why am I doing this? It was very exerting. It cost me something. It took it out of me, so to speak. Well, it didn't take it out of God. But God who knows, who has ultimate power, this omnipotent, all-powerful, almighty God exerted himself. The energy of God was exerted in Christ, and that power is at work in you. Wow! And that power wants to work in you and increase in you, so that he who died in weakness is risen in strength, may turn your weakness into strength and power. And it's called transformation. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a demonstration of God's power and everything that took place on that Sunday morning, the events that surrounded it, were accompanied with power. There was a mighty earthquake. That's powerful. The big stone was moved away. The Roman guards were so overcome with this dazzling, powerful, brilliant angel, better than the London fireworks. They shook with fear and they these weren't timid men. These weren't mice. These were Roman warriors. They were guards. And they were so terrified that they fainted at the sight. The women were terrified when they saw the angel and filled with joy at the same time. From the weakness of the cross, they saw Jesus in vigor and life. Everything about this event was miraculous, it was so powerful, it convinced the women that he was alive. It con- Jesus appeared to them, and the disciples were convinced that he had been risen from the dead. He appeared to over 500 people, and they all were convinced that he was risen from the dead. This wasn't an illusion, this wasn't a sleight of hand, this wasn't Jesus somehow recovering from a faint and pushing the stone away somehow. And- full of bruises and scars and mars and pierced side and pierced hand and lashed back and bones out of joint from the terrible crucifixion that took place, drained of blood and suddenly just appearing up and putting on a brave face and stiff upper luck to try and convince somebody that he was alive. No. He was risen in full health. He was restored to full body vigour. And it was so astonishing and miraculous that everybody who saw him believed. And everybody who saw him followed him. And everybody who saw him gave their lives to him and laid down their lives for him and would do anything for him no matter what he asked or where he sent them or led them to their dying breath. Such was the power that they encountered when Jesus was risen from the dead. It was astonishing. And God the Father, as we looked at in this prayer, wants you to know that the same power that raised Jesus into full life again is at work in you and at work in you And he wants it to work in you, and he wants you to know it, So, and he wants you to see it for yourself. I pray, he says, I pray, the apostle, I pray that the eyes of your heart, not just the eyes of your head, but in your heart you'll know this, will be opened and enlightened that you may see something, and you may know something. And what is it that he wants you to see and he wants you to know? It's the mighty power of God that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and know that it's the same power at work in you. Now, one of my favorite Bible verses, ever since I first studied it or was taught it or impacted when I was in Bible college, it's this, Romans 1. God promised beforehand through his prophets and holy scriptures regarding his Son who in his earthly life was a descendant of David and who, through the spirit of holiness, was appointed Son of God in power. I love that. He is a, Jesus now is seated at the right hand of God and he is appointed Son of God in power. He died for your sins, but he was risen in power that you may have and live and continue to live a new life. For everyone who chooses Jesus, one day everybody who chooses Jesus will live in total freedom. Your sin, your fear, your weakness, your sickness, your torment, the things you struggle in your mind and your emotions, you will totally, not partially, totally be free of it. When Jesus was risen from the dead, he wasn't partly risen from the dead. He was totally risen from the dead. And it points to a day that one day you will be totally and completely set free from everything that binds you, everything that restricts you, everything that weakens you, everything that does your head in, every emotion that torments you, every fear that grips you, every sin that compels you, you will be set free. Because Jesus is risen from the dead. He took it on the cross, took it to the grave, left it there and was risen for you. And now this mighty power is at work in you. Now in the meantime, in the meantime as we're waiting for that to happen completely when Christ returns or we die and go to meet him, in the meantime, God is renewing you and I by his piety power into wholeness, holiness and the likeness of Jesus moment by moment. Moment by moment. And that's why it's asked and Jesus said this, pray this prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and he finishes it because yours is the power and the glory so you can do this and where does that prayer start it starts with you the first place the will and the perfection and the glory and the power and the transformation and the change God wants to bring and take place is you when you pray that prayer it's a prayer for you as well as everybody else And it's a prayer that we pray, and it's a prayer that we act out, and a prayer that we believe that will happen every day. It's give us our daily bread. It's a daily prayer because God wants to do it daily in your life, moment by moment. And he comes to work in your life through resurrection power. In Romans 6, it says this. We were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. He was raised that we may live a new life. Now, this is more than having your sins forgiven. This is more than having your wrongdoings forgiven. I thank God that our sins are forgiven, that we're reconciled to God. So we can go to heaven when we die because our sin's forgiven. We can live guilt-free because our sin's forgiven. The burden and the guilt and the torment of it has gone away. The regrets, they're gone. We're made new. I thank God for that, and you do too. For everybody who follows Christ, it's a wonderful thing. But there's more than that. It's not just a death, it's a resurrection. There is new life to live. It's more than forgiveness. It's power to live a new life. Therefore, God is at work in our lives. Now, it's a bit like this. There's nothing we can't get free from, or nothing we ultimately won't get get free from. There are times in our lives when you may struggle or get stuck where you may be struggling with a problem, a weakness, a difficulty, something that's in the mind or the heart or a challenge or a habit and you just can't get over it. You seem stuck and it's a torment to you or a struggle for you. That sometimes will happen. Paul experienced this. He said, there's a thorn in the flesh that was sent to torment me. And And no matter what he did or no matter what he prayed, at that moment in time, he just couldn't get set free from it. And he prayed and God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Do you see this? That even if you're struggling with something and you're stuck and you're not making progress, God says, actually, my power is at work in you in that. And it goes on to say... Therefore, Paul says, I will gladly boast about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. And for this I delight in my weakness, and insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties. For when I'm weak, I'm strong. Do you see that there is resurrection power for you and grace for you and God at work in you and through you, even when you're stuck and don't seem as if you're getting anywhere. There is resurrection power and weakness. But there's also resurrection power that brings freedom to us and change to us, moment by moment. And because this is a moment by moment, a lifetime journey of transformation, it can often be like a boxer who gets into a ring to fight 15 rounds. Sometimes you might feel like your back's against the rope. Sometimes you might feel as if you've taken a few blows. Sometimes you might feel wobbly in the knees and weak on the feet, or wobbly in the, weak on the feet and wobbly in the knees even. Sometimes you might feel as if you've lost a few rounds. There's some seasons, some weeks, some times and moments where you, you just feel as if you've lost a few rounds. You... But if you carry on in the fight, if you keep in the ring, if you keep looking to God and his resurrection power and knowing that his power is at work within you to bring freedom, and ultimately he will bring freedom, you might lose a few rounds. You might take a few blows. You might wobbly in the knees and weaken the feet, your back against the, on the ropes from time to time. But at the end of the day, you will win enough rounds to have the victory. And at the end of the fight when it's all done and dusted, Jesus will raise your hand and give you the victor's trophy and the work will be finished. The resurrection points to a great future for you. The resurrection points to a change of victory. Now, I've seen many people over the years of my ministry and in this church and other places as well where people have experienced the remarkable change of God. Sometimes it's happened in a moment and it's my, my goodness, it's an overnight job. Mostly, for most of us, it's over a period of time, weeks, months and years. I've known people who've come into this church broken, depressed, no confidence, in absolute desperation, heaviness of heart, and deep, deep wounds of heart, soul, and mind. And over the years, their lives have been transformed by the great power of the resurrection in work, at work in them. In my own life, when I was in my 20s, I know some of you might find this difficult to believe, but those of you who knew me back then will know this is true. I really, really suffered from lack of confidence and i was a timid person and greatly intimidated by people i would if if i met somebody who was clever successful educated and they would ask me a question uh, I would be tongue-tied. I'm sorry about this. My, my iPad, for some reason, keeps going off. I would be tongue-tied. My mind would go blank. I wouldn't be able to speak. Can you imagine that? I actually wouldn't be able to speak. A remarkable, that God, who called me to preach, called a, a lad who could not actually speak, and get tongue-tied. I remember when I first became a Christian, going to the local church, and they did a dreadful thing <laughs> in that church, as far as I was concerned. Well, I used to go through the youth group. They used to, halfway through the meeting, say, Let, now let's all get our chairs and sit in a circle. I hated that. I hated sitting in a circle. Not everybody wasn't looking at me, but I just felt that level of exposure. And it was, I'm telling you, it was a torment to me. It was an absolute torment. I hated it. People thought I had nothing to give. But over the course of time, God, through the power of the resurrection, transformed my life. And if he can do that for me, I know he can do it for you. Now, how do we access this resurrection power? Well, it's the same way we receive forgiveness. How do you receive forgiveness? By faith in the fact that Christ died for your sins. He was your substitute. You exercise faith. It says, by faith, we are saved through grace. So you exercise faith and choose Christ. I choose to trust in you. I choose to give my life to you, and I choose that you will forgive me as I do that. It's simple as that. You choose faith. Christ's work on the cross is applied to you. You walk free. Isn't that wonderful? Simple. You receive the power of the resurrection in exactly the same way in your life, through faith. You believe that Jesus was risen from the grave in power so that his power could work in you. He was Conquered weakness and death so that you could live a free new life. And this is what Paul wants you to know. I want you to get this. That the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in you. And as you believe it, it will work in your life. I know many people who are devout, sincere Christians seeking to. Live for Jesus, but live in terrible guilt over the things that they have said or done wrong. And they will live in that guilt, even though they are forgiven, until they be- choose to accept by faith that they are forgiven. And it's the same principle. We believe that Christ was risen from the dead so that I could live a new life and he would work in me in power. Now I'm not asking you to believe a fairy tale, I'm not asking you to believe a fiction. Christ died, that was a fact. He couldn't have got off on that cross. People didn't get off a Roman crucifixion unless he had died and it's a fact of history. He was buried in a grave, it's the fact that he was buried in a grave with a big stone. Those are historical data, they're historical facts there was a Roman guard around it and they fainted and they terrified and they saw an angel and they reported that fact to the scribes and the Pharisees they told them and there was a seal and the seal was broken and that Jesus was missing from Joseph of Arimathea's grave they knew exactly where to go because he was buried in Joseph of Arimathea's grave and they knew that the body was missing because there was an inscription after it about missing bodies from graves. made, and it's a historical fact. The fact of the resurrection that he appeared to the women, the 500, the disciples, and they all believed him. And before they saw Jesus risen, they didn't believe that he was alive, but when they saw him, they believed because of the astonishing well-being and power and presentation of this man who is God, Jesus, before them. And they, lay, and they were so convinced. They, they followed him till the dying breath of their last days. And thousands of people throughout the generations have done the same as they've encountered his miraculous resurrection in their life. So the first thing is believe it. You have to believe that not Jesus is not just risen, but he is risen in power to change you and help you every day. Secondly, Choose to apply, apply the Bible specifically to the areas of your life that, where you have need of change in. Paul says to Timothy, who was also a minister, a young man, who was a timid youngster, like I used to be. And Paul said to Timothy, you have not been given the spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So, you know, I would apply that to my life. I have not been given the spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-control. And as I've applied it and prayed it and believed it and acted differently, well, transformation began to take place. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything that you have anxiety about, pray to God about, and the peace of Christ will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Well, I ain't going to apply that to my life whenever I have an anxiety or a fear. Cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. When you're in a difficulty, when you feel isolated, lonely, when it doesn't work out, when you're in a desperate situation, when something hurtful or painful or tragic or touches the very heart of your emotion, what's it say? Say, oh, God doesn't care. No, I take my burdens, I take my cares, I cast my Lord, I bring this difficulty, this challenge, this heartache, this care, my concern to you, I leave it to you because you care for me. I can trust you. I can trust you that you're with me. I can trust you that you got this and you got me. Apply the scriptures to your life. Thirdly, very importantly, think and act differently. Like I said, I was fearful and intimidated. You know, I, 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 I really struggled to make phone calls to make an inquiry if I had to inquire about something. Do you know why? Because I didn't want to put people out. I didn't want to inconvenience people. I would never take something back in the shop. Supposing I bought something, I got home, it was faulty. I would never take it back. Never. If if a restaurant came, if I was in a restaurant and ordered a meal and they got the wrong meal or it was burnt, I'd never point it out to them. Never. I'm not like that now. Totally not like that now. I would never have a difficult conversation with somebody who was taking advantage or bullying in the workplace. I would never do. I would never. I would just wouldn't have the courage to do it. Never. I'm not like that now. What brought about the change? Believing the resurrection of Christ. Applying God's word to my life. And changing the way I think. And I would change my way of thinking in these ways. First of all, I would say to myself, the reason I'm not taking this faulty thing back is because of fear. I am not going to give in to fear. I'm going to take it back. The reason I'm eating this meal that I'm paying for, which is burnt, is just because of fear and I don't want to... inconvenience something. I'm not going to live like that, I'm going, to, I'm going to call the waiter over. The reason I'm not making that difficult conversation, or making that phone call, is because of fear, I'm not going to do that. I began to talk to myself, I began to change the way I think. I talked to myself, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, so I talked to myself differently, and then I acted differently. And as I talked to myself and acted differently, as I began to apply God's word through prayer, as I began to believe that God wanted this for me, things began to change. I am not the same person now. I am not the same person now. Because the power of the resurrection, and that's the point of this message, that Paul and God the Father wants you to know that the same power that raised Jesus From the dead, this mighty power is at work in you. And he wants you to access access it. And finally, you'll be pleased to hear it's finally. Pray and trust childlike faith. The kingdom belongs to those who are childlike. He hears your prayers. God help me. God change me. God renew me. He's at work in you. You can overcome this. There are no dead ends. He wants to transform you. He is transforming you. And he one day, he totally will transform you. But you have to trust the Lord that he's at work. When you're against the ropes, he's at work in your life. When you're down on your knees, he's at work in your life. When you've taken a blow, he's at work in your life. When you win the round, he's at work in your life. He's at work in your life. And we pray relentlessly to be transformed. And so I want to encourage you on this Easter day, at home and here in the room, on this resurrecting day, that Christ is raised in power for you. For you. Lay hold of your freedom. Know that when you're stuck and you're weak, there's power in weakness, because the power of Christ even at work when you just feel it's three steps backwards day, and that there's a grace working in you, and one day he will return, and you will be changed, and everything that is weak will be turned into strength, everything that perishes will be turned into eternal. May you know his incomparable power for us who believe that it's the same power as the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God in the heavenly realms. I'd like you to stand and I'd like you to open your hearts and at home open your hearts and I'd like you to choose faith this morning. I'd like you to choose faith in the resurrection. I'd like you to choose faith that God is for you. I'd like you to choose faith that God raised Jesus from the dead for you. I'd like you to choose faith that just as Jesus broke and was raised by mighty power from every weakness, and he died in weakness, but he was risen from strength, there is not one weakness in your life that God is not working to transform you in. You may feel three steps backwards today, but it won't be three steps backwards every day, and one day you will be totally transformed. So I want you to believe, and I want you now to apply everything I've said to your situation. What's your need? What's your struggle? What's the thing that's that's defeating you? What's the weakness in your life? What's the thing that's bringing torment? Know that the grace of God is on you, that you may manage it and live with it right now, because he loves you deeply, but also reach out that you may make some progress and some transformational progress and some freedom. Do the practical things. Some of you might need to go and see a doctor. Some of you might say, take some medication. I believe in, pray your prayers and take your medication. I believe in it all. Apply the scriptures, live in the real world, but draw on the heavenly powers of God for the transformation. And I'm going to pray for you. So, Just declare now your faith in the resurrection. Say, Lord, I believe that you're risen for me. I I bring my life and my need, and I pray you'll transform me day by day and renew me. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. Do it now. Pray it now, and I'm going to pray. Father, as these good people are praying at home and watching online, and I pray it for my own lives, that you will release the mighty power of the resurrection, transforming power, rising power, renewing power, into our lives, into every life, into every mind, into every heart, into every spirit, into every relationship, into every fear and every anxiety, every weakness, every action, every deed, every torment, every bondage. Bring your liberty and freedom and break it, Lord, and bring renewal, I pray, and raise them out of their state into a renewed state, moment by moment, day by day. And even when there are days of stuck or hardship or even if it's seasons or years, may they know the great grace of God upon their lives. Your love, your presence, your preserving power, your intimacy, your reassurance that you've got it and you've got them. And what they're experiencing now is, will not last forever. For there will be a day when you return and we will be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. And we thank you that the resurrection speaks of that day for us who believe. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and have a wonderful Easter.